everybody, welcome to Church Online. It is great to be with you wherever you're at. This is an amazing experience for all of us. It's a first, our first pandemic that we're going through together. And I can say for the first time as a pastor, film before a live studio audience. My sermon coming to you. But listen, it's exciting that it's never been easier than it is right now to invite your friends and family to church. So if you haven't yet, just tag them, share this link with someone who you want to invite to join you for church today. Um, and if you want to say amen, if you want to praise God in your home, do that. Also, you can click the little heart emojis and like things and just let everybody know that you're receiving what God is saying to you today. But I think this is an exciting time. We have an opportunity today to reach more people than ever online than we could have in a building. So God's going to use this for good, I believe. Now, it makes me think of another time in Scripture when God was leading his people into uncharted territory. God had led Moses and his people out of slavery in Egypt. They were trapped in slavery, the same way that you're all trapped in your house right now. And so God was leading them out, and he was going to lead them into the promised land, the land of Canaan. So I'm going to read to you from Numbers chapter 13. It says, the Lord now said to Moses, send out men to explore the land of Canaan, the land I am giving to the Israelites. Send one leader from each of the 12 ancestral tribes. So Moses did as the Lord commanded him. He sent out 12 men. Moses gave the men these instructions as he sent them out to explore the land. Go north through the Negev into the hill country. See what the land is like and find out whether the people living there are strong or weak few or many. See what kind of land they live in. Is it good or bad? Do their towns have walls or are they unprotected like open camps? Is the soil fertile or poor? Are there many trees? Do your best to bring back samples of the crops you see. After exploring the land for 40 days, the men returned. This was the report to Moses. We entered the land you sent us to explore and it is indeed a bountiful country, a land flowing with milk and honey. Here is the kind of fruit it produces. But the people living there are powerful, and their towns are large and fortified. We even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak. I want to speak to you today on the subject of seeing things differently. We're living in crazy times right now, aren't we? And the world is wrestling with a lot of fear. Everybody's looking for answers. And I think that one of the scariest things for all of us is the fear of the unknown. Most people aren't that worried about the virus. I mean, there are some people who are vulnerable to this virus and we're praying for them. But, but most people are more nervous about the unknown secondary effects of this virus. People are asking, am I going to lose my job? Are we going to go out of business? Am I going to miss my, my graduation? What's going to happen to the economy? And so there's a lot of anxiety right now because none of us have ever been through this before. This is our first pandemic, right? I mean, I think we can all agree on that. So even the smartest people in society are saying, well, I don't know. I don't know. I saw the, the leading medical expert for the United States talking to Mark Zuckerberg on Facebook, and he was answering questions about coronavirus. And he just kept saying, well, well we don't really know this yet. And we think this, but we don't really know this so that, I think that's kind of where we're at right now. There's a lot that we don't know. and We're trying to figure things out. I'm trying to figure things out. You're trying to figure things out. Just like Moses was trying to figure it out. So Moses was sending these 12 scouts out into the land. And notice that God had promised 
that land to the Israelites. But there were many unknowns, just like there are many unknowns for us today, because they had never been in that land before. So he told the 12 scouts or spies, go out, see what the land is like. Get information, check it out. And I feel like that's me right now. Like I'm trying to see what the situation is like. So I'm reading news articles and I'm, I'm listening to experts and I'm trying not to do that too much because it starts to make you a little bit crazy, doesn't it? But I'm trying to figure out what it's like. And that's what a lot of us are doing right now. We're like, what's going to happen to the economy? Are we going to recover fast or slow? When is there going to be a vaccine? Am I going to be staying home for a couple of weeks or a couple of months? Am I going to make it? How dangerous is it? What's going on? There's a lot of unknown, isn't there? I think oftentimes the fear of the unknown can be greater than our fear over what has actually happened. And people are afraid of the unknown. It's scary. We want guarantees. I want you to know that we do have guarantees. We do. But they're just not always the guarantees that we're looking for. We want someone to tell us that, hey, this is going to all go back to normal in two weeks. It'll be like it never happened the truth is we don't know. Yet there are things we do know. We do know what God has promised us. Just like Moses did know that God had promised them the land. He didn't know what the land was like or what they were going to find there, but he knew that God had promised them the land. So you don't know, church, when normal is coming back. You don't know, friends, when you're going to get out of your house. But you do know what God has promised you. And so important, a lot of people are feeling anxious right now. Maybe you even joined in today searching for peace. But I want you to know that finding peace comes from focus on God's promises. Wherever you're at right now, you're going to encounter scary information. You're going to hear things about danger. You might hear bad news, but when you hear bad news, you got to bring your focus back to God's promises and what you do know. God has promised in his word to be your very present help in times of trouble. He promised that he would strengthen you and renew your strength so you won't grow weary or faint. He promised to go with you wherever you go. He promised that no evil will conquer you. He promised to work everything together for your good. Some of you are worried about having enough right now. God said he promised to provide for all of your needs according to his riches and glory. He's made so many great promises, and we're actually going to share a link in the comments right now where you can go to a page and read 50 biblical promises of God. Because whenever you're faced with fear, which a lot of us are dealing with right now, you've got to bring your focus back to God's promises. What did God say? Don't pretend you didn't hear the bad news. We're not trying to bury our heads in the sand, are we? We're saying, yeah, yeah, there there is bad news. There is danger. But we're bringing our focus back to God's promises. Now, your ability to do this is going to determine what the next couple of months look like for you. It could be really scary and rough, or it could be a time to grow in your faith. It's like these 12 scouts, they came back and they reported to Moses on what they had seen. It said in verse 28, they said, but the people living there are powerful and their towns are large and fortified. We even saw giants there. They were nervous. This land that we're supposed to go into and take, you know, it's not empty. There are people there. They're powerful. There are towns. The towns have walls. They're they're fortified. And, And the people are giants. Like, That's bad news. That is legitimately bad news, isn't it? So these these 12 scouts that came back, they 
they saw things through drastically different filters. I'm going to talk about that in a moment. But 10 of them saw, they saw through a filter of, fa- of fear, and two of them saw through a filter of faith. Now, when I say filter, you got to think. Like, you know what I'm talking about when I say filter. A lot, of you, a lot of you ladies, you're posting selfies all the time, and you use filters. You use a filter, and that's why you look, you know, so good. No, no wrinkles, you know, amazing. Thank God for that filter. And then sometimes you find out, like, reality is not what it seems. But, you know, like, the filter you use is going to determine what this situation looks like for you. Your interpretation of what you see is going to be based on the filter you choose. Is it going to be a filter of fear or faith? If you look at the world right now through a filter of fear, you see people panicking, you see danger, you see death, you see worst case scenario. But when you look at the world through a filter of faith, you see something different. You see that the God who loves you is greater than the danger that threatens you. And this changes everything. Yes, there is danger in the world, but I have faith the God that loves me is greater than the danger that threatens me. Do you believe this? I mean, ask yourself right now. Ask the people that you're sitting with if you're watching, you know, in a living room. Ask your friends online. Like, do you believe this? Some of you need to tweet this out right now. You need to post this or maybe even text this to someone. Just tell them, hey, friend, I want you to know the God who loves you is greater than the danger that threatens you. Now, let me show you an example of how you can look at things in different ways. In verse 30 of our passage, it talks about what Caleb said. It says, but Caleb tried to quiet the people as they stood before Moses. He said, let's go at once to take the land. He said, we can certainly conquer it. And Caleb saw the same giants that everybody else saw, but he was filled with faith. And he said, We can do it. Let's go. We can conquer it. Him and Joshua, they were like, let's go. But then it says in the next verse that there were 10 other scouts. They said this. They said, in disagreement, we can't go up against them. They are stronger than we are. So you see how 10 scouts, they reported everything they saw through a filter of fear. Whereas Joshua and Caleb, they interpreted what they saw through a filter of faith. 10 scouts came back like, coronavirus, we're all going to die. And Joshua and Caleb, they came back like, Corona who? I never heard of her. Let's take the land. Let's take the land. So, so the world is scared right now. But as a Christian, those of you who are followers of Jesus, you know that the God who loves you is greater than the danger that threatens you. Right now, the world is fearful. But I want to encourage you to see things differently than other people. See things differently. And the way that you see things is going to change dramatically. Okay, Where the world sees giants, faith sees cities. Fear is going to cause you to focus in on the giants and say, man, those giants are scary and they're powerful. But faith is going to enable you to see the cities. And what I, what I mean by that is this, right? Like Joshua and Caleb, they saw giants and they saw fortified cities. But their interpretation of the facts, it was based on faith in God. And so they said, well, yeah, there, there are giants there, but we're not worried about the giants. We're actually excited about the cities that the giants built for us to live in. Like, we don't even have to worry about building cities now because those giants did all the work for us. Thanks, giants. And this is a dramatically different interpretation. So Coronapocalypse 2020 might seem like a giant scary thing to you, but it's not a shock to God. Are you going to look at this situation through a filter of fear or faith. 
every day right now, it seems like this crisis has escalated and there's new restrictions, new reports, new unexpected sequences of events. But from God's perspective, listen, everything is going according to plan. Where fear sees crisis, faith sees providence. And providence is God's divine care. God is caring for all of us right now. He cares for you as his people. And you can see all the ways that God takes care of us. Just like God said, yeah, I know that there are giants in that land. I put them there to build great cities for you to live in. Think about all the ways that God has cared for us as his people right now. He's provided great medical care for us so that reduces suffering. And he's given us technology so that we can all be connected right now, wherever we're at, all across the state, all across the country, we're connected. And so I just want to say to all the Christians who've told me over the last couple years that you don't like that video preaching stuff. Well, there you go. I mean, God was providentially caring for us and preparing us for such a time as this. He knew exactly what we needed, and so he was working, and in the same way, he's still working. He's caring for us. He's caring for you. Think about how God has helped you to grow in your faith over the last couple of years. He was preparing you for this so that you would have courage and so that you would have confidence. Uh, This has not caught God off guard. It's caught me off guard, but not God. God has known this was coming. And I think there are things coming still before us. And God's preparing us now through this crisis to strengthen us, to strengthen each and every one of you, to handle even greater responsibility in the future. He's preparing you today for greater opportunities that are going to come. So I want to say this, where fear sees opposition, faith sees opportunity. Right now, there are, man, there are things that are kind of constricting us and holding us back. We're constricted and restrained to our homes, and it feels like, man, the enemy is attacking everywhere you look. It it seems like there's opposition, but faith sees the opportunity in this situation. This is an opportunity, isn't it? And this is an opportunity first, I think, for us to see all the things that we've taken for granted in our lives. I don't know about you, but it's just so easy for me to take things for granted Just like being able to run to the grocery store at the last minute and grab something. Right now, people are waiting in line all morning outside Costco. But there's plenty of food. But yeah, yeah, it still helps you just to be grateful for the things that we sometimes take for granted. Like having food and basic necessities. I'm just grateful. I think we've taken for granted. I've heard people say, I've taken for granted just being able to gather with my church family. We haven't even missed one week of church gathering yet. This is our first week of church online. I've already heard some of you say, I took for granted just getting to gather with my church family. It's going to be funny 40 years from now because a lot of you millennial parents, we're going to grow up and then you're going to be scolding your grandkids when they complain about going to church. Like, no, don't you complain. When I was a kid, we couldn't go to church for weeks. You're going to church. And they'll say, okay, millennial, and roll their eyes at you. But seriously, we take things for granted, and I think we have to look at what we have to be thankful for, shelter and electricity and Netflix. Praise God for Netflix right now. If we lose the internet, it's going to be real bad. But just having food to eat, man, this is an opportunity. It's an opportunity for your faith in God to be strengthened. Right now, I think a lot of us have said, I trust God. But it's easy to say that when everything is good. If you only trust God when things are good, 
You don't trust God. And so I think right now God is giving some Christians an opportunity to grow in faith and learn what it means to trust God even when things are not going good. This is an opportunity to build relationships. I mean, how many of us have said over the last couple years, I'd love to spend more time with him or her or my kids, but I've been so busy. And right now God has locked a lot of you in a house together and you're spending more time with each other than you maybe even wanted to, but he's saying, I'm giving you an opportunity to build relationships. And I think right now we could strengthen our relationships in a way that will be a blessing to us for years to come. So spend more time with your spouse if you're married or with your kids if you have kids or with your neighbors. I've seen so many neighbors hanging out recently. Their kids are all out on the streets like Lord of the Flies playing with each other, getting into trouble. But this is an opportunity to build relationships. It's an opportunity to take new territory in your life. Maybe to start a new hobby or to start working out. Uh, Or or think about this. Like, I know some of you have lost your jobs, but what if God is setting you free to go pursue a new, better job? Maybe he's going to lead you into something even greater. And most importantly for us as Christians, this is an opportunity for us all to share the love of Jesus Christ with the world around us. People are looking for hope. They're looking for answers. They're wondering how it is that you do have peace. You're going to be able to tell them, hey, I know that it's scary out there, but the God who loves me is greater than the danger that threatens me. I want to tell you about Jesus. I want to tell you about the confidence I have in him as my Lord and Savior. So I want to encourage you right now, Christians, to be bold, to share your faith, to go tell people the good news of Jesus Christ. I think for all of us, that is the most important thing right now. Anytime we're going through a difficult situation, we've got to remember where our confidence comes from. It's from the fact that we're already saved. We don't have to fear because we've already been saved through our faith in Jesus. That's how this works. We're saved by God's grace through faith in Jesus. And I know that there are probably people watching right now who have never accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. And so let me give you an opportunity right now. Maybe you're at home watching or maybe you're watching with some friends And you know, I need to be saved. Maybe you know, I've sinned and I need God's forgiveness. This is an opportunity for you to receive that today. And I don't want you to miss this opportunity. So I'm gonna lead you in a prayer right now. I'm gonna ask all of us, let's just bow our heads and close our eyes to have a moment of privacy. And wherever you're at, just repeat this prayer and pray it with me. Just pray, God, I need you. I know that I've sinned and I need your forgiveness. I believe that Jesus died on the cross to pay the price for my sins. I believe that Jesus rose again so I could have eternal life. I want to follow Jesus from this day forward. I accept your gift of salvation. Thank you for loving me. Please lead me. And God, give me your peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, listen, if you just prayed that prayer, we want to help you grow in your faith. You're not in this alone wherever you're at. And we're going to follow up with you online right now. Just comment, let us know that you accepted Jesus. But listen, I want to talk to all of us who are Christians. I'm going to encourage you that God is for you. You don't have to be afraid. You can be brave and see 
all of these events through a filter of faith. Know that the God who loves you is greater than the danger that threatens you. That is true. And God's love is the thing that gives us strength as Christians. Let me pray for you. God, give your people strength. Give your people courage. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, here, I want to transition into a time of worship through giving right now. And we're in a crazy season. We have the opportunity to give, and we're giving mostly online. That's the best way. And there's links that you can follow right now. You can go to Generation Church slash give and give online. You can mail your giving in, or you can bring it by one of our campuses physically. And I just want to thank each and every one of you for your faithfulness in giving. The reason that we have this ministry is because of your faithful giving. And I know that we're in a season where some people have lost their jobs or they're struggling right now. And if that's you, you need to know that you're not alone. Your church family is here for you. We've got your back. We're going to support you through this season and help you. You're not in this alone. But I want to say to anyone who does still have a stable income, and that is the majority of people, thank God. we got to give God thanks for what he's blessed us with. If you have a stable income, your church needs you right now. This is a time to step up. A lot of us are actually spending less money than ever before, right? Because we're not going out to eat. We're not going shopping. We're not traveling. And so this is an opportunity for us to step up and to give above and beyond when our church family needs us so that we can help people in need and so that we can weather this storm and come out the other side stronger. So I'm just going to ask you this. If you have an income, pray and ask God if he might be leading you to give even beyond your regular tithes and offerings. I, I kind of think about this and have done the math, but if instead of tithing 10%, if people will give 11 or 12 or 13%, that will make all the difference. It's not that much more to us individually, but it makes a huge difference as a church family. So pray and ask God if he might be leading you to give a little more than you normally would during this time of need. He's gonna use your giving. He's gonna bless you. It says that giving is a test. God talked about giving and he said to bring the tithes and offerings into his house. He said, test me in this. It is a test when times are good, but it's really a test when times are bad, like they are right now for some people, and we can struggle with fear and hold on to what we have. But this is a test of faith. Do you trust God to provide for you? God said he's going to bless you beyond what you need, and he said he's going to rebuke the devourer. And I don't know about you, but I need that right now. I want God's protection, and I want his blessing. So I know that as we give, God's going to bless us as a church family, and he's going to protect us. He's going to provide for us just like he always has. We're going to receive that giving, and you can go ahead and start giving online. But I want to do this in closing. I want to just pray a prayer of blessing over you that comes from Numbers chapter 6, 24. God told the priests to pray this blessing over his people, and I want to pray this over you. It says, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. That's my prayer for you today, wherever you're at, that God would bless you and keep you, make his face shine upon you, be gracious to you, that he would bless you, that he would give you peace. We need that peace. And I know that God, he wants to give you peace 
today. We're going to teach you a new song today, and I'm just going to invite you to sing it with us. Wherever you're at, you can just open your arms up to receive this blessing, but just believe that this blessing is for you and it's for your family. God really does love you, and he really does care about you. God, I thank you for your faithfulness. I pray your blessing on each and every one of us, God. Would you go forth, God? Give us grace. Give us peace. We pray these things in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. Amen.